0: Night of the Living poop. This is Chie Satanaka, and you're listening to the Giant
1: Sword Podcast. You better eat more meat.
0: Hello and welcome to this week's Giant Sword Podcast. I'm your party leader, Nick Lynn. To my side are my noble one Harry R, Taylor Hoyt. Hey, good to be here. And our new member, Chris. Hey, what's up?
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. You've actually been my friend for a long time, but we haven't spoken for a while. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I can sign off sometimes. <laughs> yeah, how have you been, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Trying to catch up on the backlog.
0: We all have backlog projects going on right now, right Taylor? We do. You know
1: what's funny about Chris? He was the one that introduced me to the Atelier series. I remember when I first bought a PS3 back in 2009, no, 2010, Uh, that was like one of the first games I bought because we were talking online back when you guys were really into fighting games and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, got me hooked on those games. Fantastic,
2: fantastic game. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: Rorona R- and Totary, awesome JRPGs. They've
2: been releasing so many, though. I haven't caught up with the most recent editions, but is that Sophie? on the ps 3 i it, it's quite a few of them.
1: The last couple haven't been great, but the, the one that just came out on PS4, came out earlier this year. Yeah, Tell Your Sophia here is actually pretty good. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I bought that and I have not opened it yet. Yeah, I told Nick I want to borrow it at some point, but as we yeah, were talking about... <laughs> I'll go ahead.
2: The last one I played was Maruru or something. I played Verona, Totori, and uh, Maruru. I think the last one, and then after that, I've been playing so many other games.
0: <laughs> Is Maruru the one that has the two characters you can pick? No, that was uh, sh- there was
1: Shally and there was I Asia, and then there was uh, I don't I remember the characters. There's a girl with orange hair, and then there's a guy. That's the one you're thinking of. It has no, two different characters. No, there's
0: two different characters. One's a girl. One, well, they're both girls. One's like short-haired with blue, short blue hair.
1: Yeah, that's a Tell Your Shally. Okay. Yeah, I played that one. It was okay.
2: <laughs> it was I right. heard that one was all right.
1: Yeah. It was the last one on PS3.
0: I have never played that those games, but... There's a
2: time where NIS would just release stuff, and I would just automatically buy it. Like anything that would come up on their website, I would just buy it and play it. And then yep. PS4 came out, and then... You know, I didn't have my PS3 hooked up anymore, and I did not want to have two systems hooked up at the same time. If PlayStation 4 had backwards compatibility, I'd be all over some of these games. But totally, it's just an at this point. Speaking
0: <laughs> of PS3, you know how hard it is to play games on that, or when you first got your PS4, you're like, this is so much better. All oh, the menus are so snappy. Going back to the uh, XMB. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that thing is. I think just playing. Oh my gosh, just playing games in general on the PS3. Well, the controller is, like, I feel like the PS4
1: controller is such a step up in so many ways. Um, I it's...
2: think I, 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 in regards to, like, uh, most games, I would say yes. But um, for fighters, I actually like the PS3 controller better. I wish I could use that on my PS4 because mm. uh, it just seems flatter to me for, yeah. for fighting games.
0: I, th- I, <clears throat> I get you, but I don't use the controller anymore. I grew. I graduated to fight. stick. I, I use a fight stick now. <laughs> I didn't graduate. I just Leonard wanted me to use a Leonard said to use a fight stick, so I got a fight stick. And, I got a
2: te- I got the fight stick that came with Tekken Seven, the hoary one. It's a good fight stick. I just never really got into using. It. I don't really have a setup, a table or anything to kind of. I mean, some people pl- use it on their laps, but yeah, I haven't really yeah. found my comfort zone with that yet. Yeah. Plus, you got to relearn everything. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally, an and you're
0: already point. like godlike with Hakumen on Blaze you don't want to learn that again. <laughs> That's
2: it. But and hopefully soon with Akuma on Street Fighter Five.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully. If he's not too different. I heard he's yeah. more like he's he's like a mixture of Akuma and Oni from Street Fighter Four.
2: Mm. Yeah, and I was really a big Oni guy, but Akuma I liked a lot.
0: Alright. So let's work on to our let's go to our main topic of this week is uh the big game of the decade <laughs> has come out finally, and Taylor's actually already beaten it. I've played it. Chris is a little farther than me. Final Fantasy 15. Yes, that's all we're talking about this episode.
1: We're just going to dive deep. We're going to try to avoid spoilers as much as possible, but this is the JRPG of the year. Some might say Pokemon Sun and Moon, but I feel like most, <coughs> most people want to talk about this one or want to hear our hot takes more than anything else as far as jrpgs
2: go um well absolutely. i mean it is you know the rpg of the decade it's been in development for a decade <laughs> yeah you know, any transformation from platform to title
1: now i'm curious chris i kind of know nick's history what have you followed it since the versus days or were you just like yeah. oh, i'm gonna pick this up and see what happens this
2: was the game that i would tell all my Xbox fans, like, yeah, Versus 13's coming out on PS3. That's, that's it. It's over. Console War's over after that. <laughs> so I've been following it a long, long time. And, uh, you know, now that I actually have it in my hands, I, I mean, I got the Ultimate Collector's Edition, too. So I, I, I shelled out a lot of money for this game. I think it was like $270. Wow. I've been waiting for this game a long time, and I was like, I'm going to get the top edition. whatever. When they announced it at that Square Enix event, that same night, within minutes, I was on the website to order that thing.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, you are right. It This game did come out when the console war was over. I mean, the PS4 did win. Yeah, it's, it's over.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, now let me ask you this. Before we move on, move on to our impressions, has there been anything that you've remembered from when it was known as versus or even when it was re-revealed as 15 where you're like, Oh man, I, I can't wait to play that in the game. And now you're like, Oh, well it's not in the game or it's different. Like, do you have, are there any expectations? Well, that have carried when, over?
2: Versus, when versus was first shown, um, it, you were able to play as multiple characters. So, right. And, and it looked like they were trying to make the games be a game for everybody, which they still try to do it now. Um, but it looked like you know when you're playing as Prompto, you're actually playing you know it's almost like a third-person shooter. Then you're playing as Noctis, where you know you're you're getting the gameplay we're really seeing now, except obviously now it's a little bit more flashier and advanced and probably faster paced and smooth than it was when they showed the trailers back then. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much of the trailers are actually real gameplay versus just a tech demo or whatever, you know? Exactly. But uh, so. In regard to that, I think you had a lot more control of your party members back then, and then they decided to streamline it. Maybe they said it was too complicated, or maybe it was kind of the scope was too grand for the development team. Maybe to release it in a timely manner, maybe we would have seen it in another five years if they were going to let us have full control of every party member. Right.
1: Well, the the one thing that's that was sort of like a bummer, and they they got out in front and said this wasn't going to be in the game, but like. um in versus the game was going to start out with the invasion of insomnia and they kind of threw that into the king's movie uh and mm-hmm. that and i i kind of think it's a bit of a mistake that they made that a movie and you weren't able to play that because I, my personal feeling i feel like the game has a really bad opening like it's really slow and especially if you haven't seen the movie it's like What's happening. And I, I have seen the movie and I'm like, man, for those that never saw the the Glade movie, like they're gonna have no idea what's going on or the opening is gonna have not as big of a a punch. And, you know what I mean? And,
2: and you know, I agree with you and I think, you know, either they should have bundled it with every game, uh, but then again, any fan is really gonna go out and see the movie anyway. Um, the casual people that really aren't into Final Fantasy that might just get this game. They may not be too caring of the story. But um, the The game did show glimpses of certain scenes of the movie, but they didn't want to show too much because they wanted the player to go and buy the movie. They wanted to kind of capitalize on whatever they can on the game, too. Um, but, yeah, the opening was kind of weak. It also ran parallel to the anime, too. You know what I mean? A little bit. It kind of overlapped.
1: Yeah, it was the anime kind of in a weird way had a I thought the first episode was like not very interesting. But then when you started digging into the different characters, Mm -hmm. and and how they they got to know Noctis as they grew up, that was
0: a little bit more interesting. But right. um, Can you imagine what the intro would have been like? Just the invasion is already going on and you have to escape. That would
1: have been awesome. That would have been a heck of an opening where you're just like, you're sitting in your citadel or whatever, and then there's like an invasion. and There's this crazy battle, and then you have to escape in your car. That would have been an amazing opening. Well, you escape in your well, car,
0: and then suddenly like this giant scorpion mech falls right in front of you, and you yeah, have to fight it. And it'll be great. And then the macro reactor explodes.
2: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious because, I mean, if they were to do an opening like that, they would have to make Noctis a little bit stronger than what, he, what they initially gave us. You know what Noctis was able to do. You know what I mean. And then maybe somehow make him lose his powers, or when his father was killed, you know the the, the magic that he imbues in everybody kind of weakens, and then he has to go on this quest to regain his power. After that type of opening, and I think it would have been cool because it could have showed showcase what's to come if you really. Customize you and fully flesh out your character. There you go. You know what I mean? so well, now we don't need good. to
0: invite uh, invent a time machine. Go back. Tell them how to, <laughs> you know, start the game. And
2: yeah. Well, then we might have to wait another three years. So I don't know if I'd want to do that.
1: <laughs> I mean, Final Fantasy sixteen might be out by then. Another... Or they
2: would show us tons of trailers of sixteen already, and <laughs> then by the time fifty comes out, we're already waiting for sixteen. Just like now, we're waiting for FF Seven, yeah. uh, episodic content that's coming up.
1: Wouldn't that have been the ultimate like ridiculous thing is like in the background they're working on sixteen and sixteen is like almost ready to go with fifteen.
2: is done? I guarantee they're already working on sixteen. <laughs> oh, oh I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure on E three, either next year or the year after, we're gonna see some some heavy footage on sixteen. <clears throat> yeah i don't think so
1: you never know yeah. well
2: I, I, yeah
0: because i think they're going to be heavily focused on kingdom hearts 3 either that or,
2: or or they're going to make sequel or maybe they'll do it through dlc rather than separate games but they're probably going to do what they did with ff13 to make some type of spin spinoffs 215 a few times before making the next entry final, final
0: 15 3 Seven <laughs> <air> turns <laughs>
2: Um,
1: but yeah, why don't we get into the the game itself? I don't really know where to start, but as, as the I think the thing that's the most different than past Final Fantasies is the combat, the kind of open world nature, the action combat. Lightning Returns got into that a little bit, but it was still very turn based, and the open world was very restrictive. Um, so, so Nick, this is really—I mean, you haven't played as many Final Fantasies. I uh, well, I don't know how many. What's your history with Final Fantasy, Chris? Have you played? A lot of them. I have
2: every single one of them. Oh, okay. than thirteen. Uh, I had thirteen <laughs> at one point when I hit the bargain bin, and then I traded it in for like probably like two or three dollars because it was. I was just. You I won. was just bored. I, was, I felt like it was a chore going through that game. I I was just holding up on the analog stick. It was a chore. That that and, and mashing X. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just characters are unappealing to me. Um, it was like they took the ten FF ten formula and they just kind of constricted it. Made it even s- smaller and tighter, and uh, just a basically a roller coaster ride. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. Okay. <clears throat> well, then for Nick, what is <clears throat> what have your thoughts been since it's moved away from the turn based to the more action stuff and the open world nature of it all?
0: I do not like the open world nature at all. Well, okay, go on. I just don't. I just
2: don't I... <laughs> oh, that's a sin, dude. Don't. I think you should stop while you're at Open world is part of Final Fantasy. <laughs> no, look,
0: I'm, I don't like the Western open world style it goes for. It just, it's, what? It's, it's just been. You've I've played so many games that are just like it that it's just like, oh, they're trying to copy this when it's finally going out of style
1: yeah i I remember you told me like when you found out that the rest stops or the little diners were basically just ubisoft towers that reveal parts of the map and i'm like oh, they kind of are huh
0: i was like no no i you know what though
2: (laughs) i i think they had a you know like i said this like like right when you see the opening before you get to the start menu it's like a final fantasy for everyone they need i think they needed that type of hub to kind of mark the map and say hey we need to steer the player in the right direction. He'll be running around aimlessly or getting lost. Um, you know, it's not like the Map is broken up into zones. Like FF12 started the whole um, for Final Fantasy series uh, behind the character camera while in the world map rather than the zoomed out overworld that the previous Final Fantasies have had. Yeah. Um, so it makes the world look a lot bigger. And in 15's case, now there's no more zones. There's no you know going through the north zone, south, east, or west. You're in a big world map that you could literally run in one direction for a long time. And you could easily get lost too, unless you're constantly stopping the game to look at the map. You know what I mean?
0: I do constantly <clears throat> stop the game to look at the map to see where I am. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: you, you know, I will say this is, I think most people will agree with me. This is probably the best use of chocobos in any Final Fantasy. They feel so oh, good to just run around, jump off stuff, like. Power slide. Like, if you hit LT, you can kind of slide around corners, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just so much fun to ride. Yeah, drifting. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and you can customize it just from the get go. Like, if you do a couple chocobo races, it'll unlock more colors, but you can name your chocobo. You can make it whatever color you want, um, which I know, like, old school fans might be kind of angry, like, oh, you don't have to breed it like in seven. But I don't know. I think it's kind of cool that I'm like, sweet, I just start off with a red chocobo. Yeah, seven, this is awesome.
2: Seven and FF9 both had that chocobo breeding where it was painfully long side quests just to change the color. And and the colors came with different abilities, too. I'm pretty sure in FF9, the gold. Uh, I forgot what color Chocobo it is now, it's been a while is the one that could uh, fly you to an optional boss it's that you can fight in FF9 yeah. the gold one, right? Yeah, yeah. and then um, you know, FF7 had its colors that you needed to get for whatever reason, but uh, probably fighting some emerald weapons or something
1: I think gold but, got you to the this is the only way you could land at the Knights of the Round Island, because the gold right. ones could walk on the water
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so that's what you needed it for basically uh, yeah no that that's um, i i can get over it. like i'm enjoying the game but i am missing the very uh i miss creating my character like i feel like the skill system is very weak and uh, uh i do miss i do miss like equipping my characters with awesome gear instead of just a weapon and a spell and a couple of accessories
1: yeah, to me, like I know in tactics, like it was really heavy on like helmet and armor and stuff. But I feel like in other Final Fantasies, it didn't—at least the ones that I played and g- grew up with—there really wasn't a lot of that. Uh Especially on Seven, it was like you had your your accessory slot, and then I think you had like a a bangle slot or whatever where you mm-hmm. could put your materia. And I just
2: keeping and it materia—the real customization—and then in eight they had the junctioning system, which is really nice. Um but the I you know, I like I think Square Enix really was struggling with this whole idea of finding that middle ground between serving the fans and making them happy and then, you know, trying to get new people that could easily play the game. You know, and they have an easy mode, which is a first for final fantasy. Usually Final Fantasy just have the standard difficulty and that's it. There's an easy mode? Um it, Yeah, apparently. there's an easy mode. <laughs> easy and normal. <laughs> But uh, I, can't, I can't imagine how easy easy it is because normally it really isn't that challenging as of yet for me.
1: No, I uh, haven't really died on
2: Because you could use bosses. your
1: items.
2: You could use your items. There's no cooldown. You right. know what I mean? So you can yeah. kind of just keep yourself alive. And not only do you have really a, you, your HP hit zero, now you're in that last stand type mode where you can still get healed. And then your party members are in that mode. And then if they die, just give them a phoenix down. Now they're healed fully. So, and there's no cooldown. So it's, there's, yeah. way, there's there's things they could tweak to make it more challenging.
1: Yeah. No, I think the real challenge comes in the end game. Cause like right now, like we were talking about before, I've beat the game and I'm kind of doing all the optional dungeons and like the really high level hunts. And some of that stuff is getting actually pretty challenging, even mm-hmm. being at a high level and having really awesome gear and having all the items and stuff. Um, right. But but like you were saying, you can kind of if you have enough items, you can kind of just brute force your way through any fight, like just through attrition. Mm -hmm. Just stock up on elixirs and phoenix downs, and eventually you'll just you'll get through it. As long as you're Mm -hmm. not just standing there letting the boss kill you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But uh, I kind of want to talk about like what about this game makes it a a quote unquote makes it a Final Fantasy game? Like what past elements have brought in? Because like Nick was saying, to me it very much feels like a Western open world game. Like this totally reminded me of like a Skyrim or a dragon age or whatever you want to call it just with how open it was and the the fast travel points and the, the side quest hubs and stuff like that. But well,
0: yeah,
2: you know, basically, I mean, people think open world is like, I mean, it's really just from the camera perspective. I mean, Square Enix, they've done world maps before. They just changed the camera in this game. FF 12 had the world map similar, but with zones, but they also had the airship points that you could fast travel to around the world. So any big open world map, you need fast travel. Um, So I don't think that's necessarily a Western thing. It's just a thing of convenience for the player because if the player had to run from one side of the map to the other side of the map all the time, that would just be a a pain in the rear. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, it was definitely a pain in the rear at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah. What I think makes it a Final Fantasy is, you know, you're you're getting the story, you're getting... um, the Ascension board, which is very similar to the Sphere Grid, or the license board from FF12. The gameplay is still very uh british of Kingdom Hearts and, and Final Fantasy. Um obviously the you know the enemies, the 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 chocobos, the Lord, I mean, the world still feels Final Fantasy to me. I don't think nothing like it's not like where I think Western RPG, I think Witcher 3, which is pretty much my game of the year, probably game of the generation. I've sunk many hours into that game, but that game feels totally different than how Final Fantasy feels. You know,
1: that's a good point. Yeah, they do have recurring uh, bosses, like like I was mentioning. Like as you do the higher level hunts, like oh, I remember that, like that enemy mm-hmm. and that yep. and that type of thing. Like I've I've run into a Cactuar in the desert a couple times. I'm like oh, they threw Rinse this in there.
2: the you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I remember I, that, that. That's what the game does too. Sometimes I run into a random battle. I'm thinking I'm going to just do a match my way through it. And then i would be like, wait a second, that's a Tom Berry? He's like doing mass damage with his little knife pokes, just like how we used to in, you know, the turn based Final Fantasies.
0: Oh, yeah. So it's, you
2: know, some of it's there, you know, it's there. I mean, Final Fantasy fans will feel familiar.
1: Indeed. Yeah, no, I, I guess you're right. That's a good point. Like, because um, cause I think what, what I always liked about Final Fantasy is that it, it had the open world nature, but then it had those very kind of streamlined story moments that helped you connect Mm -hmm. with the characters that, like, sort of, like, pull you away from the open world. And the second half of the game definitely gets into that a lot. Like, I don't want to spoil anything. Mm -hmm. But, like, it really, for story purposes, it really kind of sucks you in and makes you do uh, some sort of linear, more linear stuff. But I feel like Final Fantasy's kind of always done that. Like, even if you look back on 7 or 8, like, I can remember in 7, like, when you start disc three and like you're trapped in inside the sister Ray building or whatever, and you're trying mm-hmm. to escape and stuff like that. So there's like so many moments where you don't have the option to just go off and explore and go wherever you want, but it for, you know, for story purposes. And it and it has that, the, the endearing characters, which I know, I feel like the cast of characters has kind of been kind of divisive. Like people that don't want to give it a chance, like, Oh, it's just J pop boy band host mm-hmm. boys or whatever. But then,
2: but then to, you realize that personality is just what it's—it's it's really compelling. At least, at least for me, you know, I'm I'm entertained by their conversations. You know, I'm entertained. I, I really feel like these guys are actually friends. Who are really looking out for each other. You know, you really feel that character development amongst those four. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and there's so I, many little <clears throat> things in the game that like help develop that. Like, so for example, like if you. Camp on the beach, like, when you wake up, Gladiolus is like, all right, I'm going to challenge you to a run. And there's, like, this camaraderie there, and you go off for a little run. Mm-hmm. It's like this little mini event or, like, um, this happened recently where I was I was staying at a motel, and in the middle of the night, Noctis is, like, sitting on the roof, and Prompto comes up, and he kind of just –
2: Yep, I saw that scene too, Yeah,
1: He just pours his guts <laughs> out. I'm like, whoa, we're getting – this is getting really real. I like
2: this. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I that was cool.
1: I was kind of waiting for for Ignis's moment, but that I haven't really come across anything like that for him. It's been I've a only lot I've come of,
2: across some like cooking early in the morning scenes with him and that's really it oh, so far. Oh. You,
1: you know what? I take that back. There was one where he's like, "Here, just stir this pot." And I'm sitting there stirring the <laughs> pot and like that was kind of it, but yeah. That was kind of cool though cuz he's kind of being, you know, the mentor mentor leader uh, mm-hmm. of the group.
2: Um I remember uh, I took this campsite and Gladio you know wakes me up to go catch this big legendary fish or something and when i went to catch this fish i i I swear i think i must have spent at least like 35 minutes trying to reel this fucking fish in (laughs) i had i had to pause the game and like take fucking breaks you know what i mean it was like it was very very long i felt like my rod wasn't good enough fishing rod you know uh i was like what the hell why is it taking so long like i literally had like 50 health left on my rod on the fishing rod to catch this fish and I was able to get it. It was, it was torture. <laughs> oh, well,
1: I've attempted that many times. I still haven't been able to catch it. And my, I, I wonder if your fishing needs to be a certain level. What, do you remember what level your fishing was at when you tried it? I think
2: it? at that time it was like maybe six.
1: Oh, okay. I, maybe,
2: so, I mean, it's, you like when your control is rumbling, you don't want to reel it in. You just want to kind of wait till your control stops from rumb, uh, rumbling. And you know, that tension isn't there so that you're losing the least amount of health possible on that fishing
1: line. Okay. Yeah, cuz I know as Noctis levels up his fishing, I almost wonder if like it doesn't mm. strain as much as you're reeling it in or whatever. So cuz I'm only at level yeah. 4 or 5 on my fishing, so I wonder if I level that up a bit it makes that a little easier.
0: I'm only level 2. <laughs> it's <Just> lacking. <laughs> it, it really doesn't do
1: much outside of like getting you fish for recipes for ignis I don't yeah, think exactly. it really does anything.
0: I haven't really fished at all. I just I just been doing other stuff. What's the max
2: level? Is it do you, do you guys know? Ten, it's Everything's for ten, is 10. Everything's 10. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because um, right, I've right, i maxed out Prompto's picture taking, and I've almost done the cooking one. But uh, the survival, I think, is going to take the longest because you basically just have to run everywhere. I'm like, well, that sucks because I can't ride my Chocobo now. I have to just run everywhere.
0: I love how one yeah. of the abilities on the Ascension board is Prompto taking pictures while battling. You can take up to five. Yeah, yeah, I and I'm like, Usually. why would
2: you spend <laughs> AP on this? <laughs> Who you would know? do that?
1: If you want more pictures, or if you've run out of things to put AP into, I don't know.
2: I'm curious to... what they're going to do with that DLC, where you're going to play as these other characters. If that's going to kind of go back to what Versus was showing us, where these characters are actually going to play very, very differently. Or if it's just going to be the same control scheme, and they're just going to kind of reskin the character, take away the teleporting, and there you go, you have these characters.
1: Yeah, that's so. that's a good point. I don't. You know what's really funny? As I play through the game, it's very obvious where the the individual Mm -hmm. character story moments are going to be. So I'm really curious to see how those are going to play out. But yeah. Yeah, I
2: got the part with uh, Gladio. I could tell where his part's going to be, you know, because he comes back. Well, I don't want to give any spoilers, but, um, you know, er earlier in the game, I I could tell where Gladio is, that he goes off to fight somebody. I don't know who.
1: Yeah, it was very vague. (laughs) He's like, all right, guys, I got to leave for a little bit. I'm like, okay. He just doesn't (laughs) explain it, and then he eventually just
0: comes back. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Hey, what's up? (laughs) <laughs> one, okay, you guys gotta tell me this. Is there any other spells other than fire, blizzard, and
1: thunder? I mean, I think if you combine them enough, you turn them into something else, but like,
0: not really.
2: <laughs> See, that's one thing um, I, um, I would think you would, I mean, if you, you combine them with certain items, you, you should be able to get anything, something else, but so far, all I've seen was, you know, the basic levels and the secondary levels of those same spells. And then adding Venom to it or yeah. adding some type of side effect or adding a healing effect to it. Um, this game definitely de-emphasized Magic. I mean, then again, you don't even use MP to use Magic. It's all quantities, like FF8. Yeah. Um,
0: the thing that I really wanted was, you know, in the in Final Fantasy twelve, what is the system you, you use for your teammates? What's, this, what's it called?
2: The Gambit system. Gambits, yes. Where you I'll- could tell your party members certain conditions... This is what I want you to do. Because yes. it's pointless to give them magic because they just use it without discretion. I mean, without you know, scrutiny.
0: Yeah. That's so. I want. I wanted. I want. Th- I wanted that in this game. Plus, I wanted like more spells. So, like you know, protect or or like mm-hmm. cure, Kiraga. Region. I would have regen, loved a regen. And just have oh, like oh, yeah. and then like giving it to all the other guys and like tell them telling them it's like if I'm if we're getting this low, make cast this. I mean, mm-hmm. still the same system. We have to, you know, build make the spells. But I want more. I, I would. I think spells. to
2: this day that system, that Gambit system, was a very advanced system, and uh, and something that I thought really was going to be prominent in other Final Fantasy games moving forward, where you're only going to be controlling one character at a time, and you have these party members in a game where there is no random battle screen shatters. You're in a battle. You're going on the world map seamlessly into battle, seamlessly out of battle. You know, you would think a Gambit system's a a must. take Expand on it. They've already had a good. They could copy paste that system and it would work in versus. Um The only other game that I know that's done that was Dragon Age, but that was a kind of a watered down version of it too.
0: Persona <clears> three <throat> with the tactic system. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but that was even. Uh, yeah. That was no. That was S- about the same time. It was so limited though. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. For sure.
0: Hey, I still beat it though. Yep. I don't, Yeah. Come on, you Taylor. Do.
1: You could do it. Yeah, I got so what Nick's talking about is I got to the final boss in Persona 3 and I tried many many times and I couldn't beat it because unlike Persona 4 where you can control your entire party in Persona 3 uh your party members just do whatever they want and <laughs> I couldn't control them and what was really pissing me off is there's the final boss rotates its weakness and I, and so what I wanted my party members to do I'm like okay when it's weak use the spell that it's weak to and instead of doing that they would like do random buffs or heal and I'm like no what are you doing like stop and so Mm -hmm. Nick was saying like he he used his main character as just the healer and everybody else
0: just did whatever. Yeah you
2: gotta gotta turn your main character to a white mage. Exactly that's what I did he was the (laughs) the white
0: mage and I made everyone else I had I guess do physical attacks and then I had I forgot the name characters Mitsuru and what's the Chie? What's the Chie? It's not Chie who's the Chie? The uh,
1: the, The girl with the uh yukari yukari yeah yukari
0: and and, uh mitsuru and they would just cast their super uh buffu and Mm -hmm. uh, ice and wind spells and i'll just destroy everything Hmm. that's because i would give them a bunch of accessories to increase their damage like crazy Mm -hmm. and that's what they did and that's how i won it did take a long time though that boss was like 30 minutes long
2: all right, enough of Persona. We're, this is about five. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> hey, that's we can what, talk that, about that's... Persona when Persona Five comes out. <laughs>
0: hey, that, 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 that's what this podcast is all about. We go on tangents, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, tangents. Uh,
1: <laughs> so I don't know, like, so Chris, like, what is there any specific aspect that you kind of want to highlight or discuss that we haven't really talked about yet?
2: Um, I am kind of uh, disappointed with the lack of uh, like real combo control. It's very to me, the game the game is smooth, but when you're going when you're in the middle of a combo, you're holding down the square button and then you want to go into a dodge or a parry, it still feels kinda of clunky to me. You know, if I had control of my button timing and the game was the character was responsive, attacks were responsive to how I pressed my buttons, I'd be able to have I I would feel that I I'd have more control of my character in terms of a dodge and going into a Dodge into an attack,
0: counter, and then frame <clears> trap, <throat> trap, and then do yeah. Combo and... I feel like <laughs> well, it doesn't be that, like,
1: but yeah, you be know, a combo system. <laughs> yeah, no, I I hear you. I I definitely felt like I'd be in the middle of attacking an enemy, and then I try to dodge because it tells you when an enemy is about to attack mm-hmm. you, and I just get hit anyway. I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. that, that was too delayed, or I couldn't cancel a, a, right. out of moves or something. So, yeah, no, that that definitely gets annoying. Although where I'm at, I have um maybe one of the best items in the game. I did the secret dungeon. And I got this thing called a black hood and it basically just auto dodges for you. Like you don't have to dodge anymore. It just does it automatically. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it says you, the ability on is you dodge every hit. So it's really nice to just,
0: but it uses paint. MP though. But the funny thing is yeah. you, you get another accessory, which is like, you never have to use MP. Like you never, your dodges don't take it MP. So you just dodge forever and you just don't die.
2: Yeah, as long or, as there's warp points, you shouldn't even care if it's using your MP. <laughs> You know, know, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Instant recovery.
1: I have to say, I really like the warp strike. I use that a lot, especially because if you level up that um, ability node, like if you kill an enemy with a warp strike, you get AP for it. So, like, I Mm -hmm. I just am constantly just warp striking and it it just feels cool. I, I like in games when there's cool movement or a cool way to like control your character and i just love how he just warps across the screen and like crits an enemy and knocks him down and then you just beat up on him it's so yeah, much fun that's
0: what i i, I like to do that uh, warp to a guy knock him over warp to a warp point and then warp to another guy mm-hmm. uh, that's always fun to do <sighs>
1: yep very very neat i like that a lot for sure
0: always using the daggers though always use the <clears throat> daggers you know what i i kind of just stuck
1: stuck with what the game gave me at the beginning like a sword a spear a a great sword and then like either magic or if I got a new item, I would try it out. Like I recently just got the, um, the armager, uh, and things. And I've been Mm -hmm. playing around with those. Those are pretty fun actually. Um, but, uh, they don't, yeah, they're, they're very hard to control because they fly and then you have to wait for them to come back and stuff like that. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's unlike any of the other weapons in the game though, which is nice. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have to say, like, this is maybe harder for you guys to judge because you're not as far as I am, or since I beat the game. Uh, I felt like and, and I I'm fully willing to admit that I maybe had a lot of baggage carry carried over from Versus or I just had higher expectations, but I feel felt like the story didn't hit as hard as I was hoping to at certain points. Like, especially like, okay, this isn't really a spoiler. I, I don't feel bad at saying this at all because it's in the movie and they they've put it out in trailers, but when Noctis and the group get to Golden Key and they find out that King Regis died, it just doesn't matter because you don't see it happen. It's just like, and the the king's dead. And we're just like, okay, was that supposed to hit hard? Because that didn't matter to me at all because you don't see it happen. He's not even in the game as an in-game character model. I also
2: felt that even in the movie, they kind of under-portrayed him. I thought the movie was you know, average. It, it, It wasn't great. I mean pretty much on the same level advent children maybe a little bit better uh in my opinion but um they king regis i mean the movie should have been more about him rather than say the king's slave to a point because he's king regis is supposed to be the pivotal moment in the game and and the game doesn't really even really expand upon him other than what you see at least in you know i'm on chapter eight um you know, and I've seen him a little bit at the beginning. They may talk about him in passing, but I really still feel like I don't really know the character as much as I should to create that attachment to feel that loss that you should be feeling the impact that you're talking about
1: yeah this is this is no heiress in Final Fantasy Seven because you're with her the whole time, you're like having these moments with mm-hmm. her, like when you're sitting on the church and oh, sitting spoilers. in the park. Oh, come
2: on. It's <laughs> <Kids> 20 years <laughs> if they old. Don't know by now, if they don't know by now, then that's a shame on them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I
0: don't think Maddie knows And when she plays the remake and that happens, she's going to cry. And
2: I just know it.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah. know, one
2: of my stripes too, was like, you know, since I'm, I mean, I got 40 hours in. I, I'm on Chapter 8. I'm doing all these side quests because, you know, I never know what's what I can do now and what may not be available later in the game. You know, trying to do everything for, for full completion but I'm sure the way they structured it you could pretty much do anything at any time but uh, I wish there was like a level sync where all right, you're doing the story dungeon and it's going to sync it like an MMO like Final Fantasy 14 where it's going to sync it back down to a level to keep the challenge up which they said they're going to do in a patch supposedly uh, create level caps for certain things or allow the player to control it maybe I don't know but um, that would have helped too because at this point I'm sure at the level I'm at now, from doing all these side quests, I could probably just, you know, blitz through the game, the the, the story mode, and have no challenge whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I'll just <clears throat> say even, you know, I, compared to where you're at and where I was at or what level I was when I was at the same point as you guys were, um, I didn't think any of the bosses were very challenging. There's one boss kind of near the end of the game that's pretty tough. But other than that, I felt like most of the bosses were... Not very interesting. We're very easy. I mean, Nick was talking about the Titan fight, and I don't feel bad talking about that because I was in an E3 presentation, but it's just like you're kind of just sitting there, and you're pairing, and then it's just sort of over. I'm like, okay.
0: I think mine was worse because it was at night. (laughs) It was completely like black, and I'm like, what's going on? I was
2: at night, too. Uh, Mine was at night, too, and there was that one point where Titan was just doing the same move over and over again. And, you know, I have my girlfriend watching, and she's just like, is that all he does? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, this is not a representation of the game, right? The game's awesome. This, this, I don't know what's going on here.
0: No, I think the worst, because I remember I, I've, I've seen the E3 demo. I'm like, okay, I got to use Blizzard. And he puts his hand down, and I'm like, okay, Blizzard, bam. It doesn't work. And then uh, randomly the game tells me, luckily, P- Prompto and Gladius brought Blizzard with you. And they use it, and now his arm gets shattered. I'm like, what? I just did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: This is no Chronos from God of War Three, where you're actually, you know, or hell, I mean, even, Square Enix wants to make that epic set piece, big boss battles, but it felt way too clunky in the game. You know what I mean? Way, I mean, and I've heard from you, Leviathan isn't much better, but I'll see that when I get there.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to spoil Leviathan. Yeah. I'll say, th- I'll just say this: uh, the Leviathan encounter. Was the one I was looking forward to more than anything in the game because when they re-revealed versus as fifteen, when they first cut to gameplay, and like Noctis is like diving through the window and there's like water like rushing all over the place, was like this is gonna be so much fun to play, and that's just not in the game, and I got I was so disappointed because I'm like man, I wanted that to be the yeah, coolest like, part uh, of the game.
2: It looked like Noctis had a cover system, rolling from you know cover to cover, jumping through you know it. It, it looked.
1: It looked like uncharted.
0: <laughs>
2: yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, so but you know what though I also think though I mean the game being multi-platform I'm not saying that, it, that that's the reason but you know when when they have a hard time even releasing the game as versus 13 they have to go to another another console to recreate the game merge with the Unreal engine to make this game and now you're making it on two platforms now you want to make it on PC they really if they were focusing maybe on one platform I'm sure they could have polished up a lot more things but the, the development team's already slow. <laughs> yeah. So now they're stretching even more than making a multi-platform.
1: No, I th- I think they were definitely stretched for time. And, and I'm taking this with a, a big grain of salt, but there was supposedly a guy that came out. Uh, I want to say it was either a long time ago or recently, or maybe somebody just posted this recently, but it was a... A developer that was doing I want to say was either on Reddit or 4chan or something like that and he was talking about like yeah we were really stretched for time like the game was really only developed in like the last three years and they had to get it out by the end of the year so there was just a ton of stuff that was cut or not done to mm-hmm. the way the standard or they with the impact that they hoped they could and like knowing that and looking back on the game it's like really clear like certain parts of the game suffered or like you get to an area and it's like well, hearing about this part of the game in pre-release, you'd expect there to be more, but then you get to this certain part, and then you're there for five minutes and then you leave. I'm like, that was like one of the big, supposedly mm-hmm. big parts of the game. Like, why were we only there for a brief moment in time, but I guess well, stuff just gets I cut? Mean,
2: it, it, gets, it gets to the point, too, where people's visions are just so big. Look at, uh, I mean, I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan. Love Metal Gear Solid but five was the biggest disappointment ever. And not only did he, you know this is the big first big multi-platform simultaneous release for Metal Gear Solid 5, but uh they left the whole fuck they left the whole chapter out. <laughs> like the game did, the game did not have a proper ending. It just sort like, of stops. They have they have a scene where you're like, "Oh yeah, you know this is awesome, you know something uh, uh, Metal Gear's getting hijacked, spoilers. Metal Gear, Metal Gear's getting hijacked, you're like, "All right, how how are we going to get this thing back?" Nope, game ends. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, like, oh, this character escaped. How, how are we going to get him back? Oh, no, nope, game's over. Leave it to the player's imagination. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so you could tell, like, he just had a vision. It was kind of way too big. And, you know, him uh, – publishers said, hey, this is the deadline. You may, you have to release it at this time. And then he cut corners at that point, you know? Yeah. So
1: I'll say, like it- – Final Fantasy 15 is at least a complete game like everything that like story-wise it all gets wrapped up and everything makes sense but I just felt like like I was saying with with the King Regis moment there's more moments uh throughout the game that I'm like ah oh, I wish that had a little more oomph behind it or I wish it could have been delivered a little
0: bit better but okay. it's still I could tell you like this just happened to me in my game okay um, I'm not going to I'm not going to tell you what ha- like by names but you mm-hmm. probably all remember this um is when you right when you get your car back mm mm-hmm. mhm and uh, Iris is like, they came and and this person died, and I'm like, who?
1: Right, right. No, I, yeah, I couldn't remember <laughs> who that was either. I'm like, was that,
2: I, <laughs> that supposed I, to be I, important? I, I, <laughs> I remembered who that was. I mean, I, I I don't. It's probably because I was. It was within the same day. I just got to that city, and then also did all that other stuff. So I'm I kind of sure, remembered who it was. I'm pretty but sure yeah, I know who it,
1: it was, is. I think I know who it is too. But, but I'm, like, I'm, like,
2: I'm like, I'm like, I'm like,
0: who? <laughs> oh, oh, okay, I get it
2: now. It was, yeah. I mean, they and they're like, "Oh no, this guy did so much for us. We got, you know, they're thanking him for everything." It's like, yeah, but we only saw him in like a cut, one cut scene, maybe yeah, that's, two. That's
1: so exactly. <laughs> and speaking of Iris, I gotta say she's one of my favorite characters in the game, and she she's in it a lot. But I feel like she could have been in the game even longer than that.
0: Her voice actor sound, sounds so familiar. It does. I want to say with Prompto. Prompto is definitely Yuri, isn't he? No, Prompto
1: is it's, a Tales character. He's at, hes the guy from Zestiria, the main guy from Zestiria. Yes, okay, that's what I hear. Yeah, I forget what the character's name is,
0: but um, and yeah, that girl. Oh, what's what does she sound like? He sounds like someone so familiar.
1: And I got—I gotta have to go on INDB or something after and look her up too, because she Okay, I remember familiar. now. Ashley
0: from Resident Evil 5, Four. That's what she sounds like.
1: It could be. Maybe well, maybe, maybe we'll have to I look at. I haven't played Resident Evil Four in a while. I Love that game. Leon.
0: But I <laughs> Help me, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just played that recently, so that's why it's uh, fresh in my
2: head. I'm already seeing Resident Evil 7 for another podcast when that comes out. <laughs> oh, jeez! Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that game. But it, anyway, uh, yeah. I don't even know what we're talking about. Okay, so l- let's talk about dungeons a little bit because I honestly feel like the dungeons in this game are maybe some of the strongest parts as far as, like, just – Not knowing what's around each corner and like each one is fairly uniquely designed. And I say that because I'm having to go... Once you beat the game and you've cleared out all the dungeons for the first time, you get something that basically incentivizes you to go back through all the dungeons again. So I'm Mm -hmm. going through all the... Yeah, there's like these just doors that you can't go through until you get a key Mm -hmm. later. Um, And... Some of them are cool in in the sense that they're not just caves. Like some of them are like these mines. Some of them are like forests that you go through. Like they're like outside dungeons, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my one of my favorites is the ice one. I think you guys have probably got through that at this point
0: in the game. So is that? I think so. Yeah. That's... Yep.
2: I remember that you're sliding down and you're having to reach. You know, depending on how you slide down an area, you can reach other ledges that have items on it. And yeah. Uh, I just, yep. I remember that.
0: I remember fighting. A- giant arachnid, arachne? huh. and it was on like a really tight, it was like on top of this huge tower, like this huge piece of ice, and it would hit me and I'd fly off the thing and then I'm like, oh great, now I got to do this entire thing over again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Typical Final Fantasy, except now you don't have to worry about random battles constantly hampering your uh, ability to get back to where you were. But there now. are
0: some random battles sometimes. They yes, would, like, there are. The monsters will just randomly spawn and I'm like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like I was fighting mm-hmm. some imps. In one of these dungeons, and I killed them all. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Uh, I'm going to walk back behind. I'm going to walk back like a couple steps. And then randomly, there's like five thunder bombs and like five more imps. So I'm like, what the hell? Where did (laughs) you come from? Um, I got to
1: say, like, bombs are annoying in past Final Fantasies. They are just downright infuriating in 15 because what happens is if they blow up, they spawn smaller ones. And Mm -hmm. they just, like, if you can't get a handle on killing these things they just never go away like there's a there's a dungeon at some point where you're going down these stairs and there's three thunder bombs and they just kept blowing up and i just couldn't kill them i just kept dying over and over and over i'm like Ugh. and especially in the tighter areas where like the camera is, is really bad and you can't even see what you're doing i'm like okay i'm just gonna keep dying and dying and dying That's when you this throw is awesome.
0: a awesome yeah I, I i didn't have any
1: it's magic up. down there so i just had I'm
2: to some of those dungeons, yeah. When you when it's real close and tight corridors, the camera angle gets real wonky, you know, real wacky. Um, oh, Taylor, it sounds the like a game that I really the very like, first really like. oh. the very <laughs> first dungeon where you fight the arachnid, I think that uh, um the mines, I believe it was. It was just some spider boss you fight in there. Yeah. That 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 first boss was my my camera angle was constantly like clipping my character. <laughs> I
0: think I think my in my camera was like behind a bed. And I couldn't see past that bed. They're like, just keep pressing circle. Just keep pressing circle. I win.
2: Then you had those that floating light or magic or whatever. They that, that kept hitting you if you just walk into it. I was like, oh my god, this, this is annoying. Too tight.
1: Yeah. No, there's <clears throat> it definitely can be annoying at some parts. But I think it's funny. That uh, it keep- was
2: it was one night I was playing and I was like in the Trestholm dungeon and uh, that dungeon was extremely long. I was like, oh, I'm, you know, it's probably gonna be another twenty minute dungeon. I was in there for like over an hour. I had to go back, find these four switches to open this one door.
1: Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. That one, that's one of the longer ones. That one's kind of annoying.
2: <laughs> that one, I was like, you know, because I'm always doing all these side quests, you know, 40 hours in eight, chapter 8, I, I hit this dungeon because I'm doing a level 26 quest. Now all of a sudden, I'm seeing like level 40 enemies in here because, uh, uh, I forgot what quest I was doing. I was looking for the headlights for the, uh, for the car customization. And, uh, you know, usually when i do these quests it brings me to these way higher level dodges which i end, happen to explore and then i find this really strong boss at the end of it and then i'm like uh should i have done this later uh you know i don't know but i, I mean at least the game gives you the freedom to do it i guess
1: <clears throat> yeah no i th- there's definitely parts where that's happened like i remember there's something called they're called like the Boulevard mines or something and i I I had the same thing. I had a uh I had to kill some like goblins or something and the vast majority of that dungeon is like level 7 goblins. And I'm like, "Oh, this is fine." And then I'm like walking across this catwalk and I just see like this um uh, it's not called a Ronin and it's like the higher level of a Ronin, like those like mm-hmm. samurai guys. And Yo it's just, Jimbo? yeah, yeah. Or... Yojimbo. That's yeah, yeah. what it was. It was like a level 50 Yojimbo. And I'm just like sitting there and I can't quite make it out. It's like in the shadows and it yeah. just slowly walks towards me and just slices me in one shot. So you're like, okay, well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like the only high level monster in that whole dungeon, but it just, it's, it's meant to guard one of the Armagers, I think, or Armagers, however mm-hmm. you say it. But uh, yeah, it's really annoying
2: that's another thing too like i'm finding all these armagers i'm like is this supposed to be a story related thing i'm supposed to find these or am i like skipping segments like you know when you go to the forest you know you find one and and i'm like "Eh, i don't know if i should have went here already but i guess it's as soon as you could find them you could find them
0: yeah i think i think like only like six of them are story ones and the rest are are artists you find on your own
2: yeah, there's. Is there a point in the story where you have to find these, or can you actually beat the game without them?
1: No, I beat Is the game. Like, I beat no, the game without them. I think I beat the game, oh, really? and I still needed to find like three or four more. Cause some because some of
2: them... the way the story makes portrays it, that it seems like you have to get all of them.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, hmm. it, it does it does come across that way, especially the way they're introduced. Like, cores, like you must find all of these, and I wonder if that's just a setup as right. like, right. hey, here's. More side quests to do if you want to do it, um,
0: but he also says that we don't know we don't know where all, all the locations are,
1: which mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. But story wise, but that's fine. And some of them really are like way off the beaten path, and you'd like never find them if you're not looking for them, type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys encountered? I don't think I don't know if either of you got this far yet. I don't think so. But have you encountered the dragoon lady, yes, yet? I did. I have mm-hmm. not you have not okay I all all I'm just going to say is she is way more in that game than I ever expected because Matt. from the versus days I don't know if you remember this trailer Chris but there it was like when they first debuted it was like just 10 straight minutes of gameplay your mm-hmm. the, the the segment they showed is uh, I think it's in insomnia I don't really know
2: yeah but, yeah the of who's on the flying platform right yeah insomnia's fighting then there's a behemoth I believe in that trailer or yeah some monster he's fighting too yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: and she yeah she's fighting you on this platform and flying all over the place. I'm like oh, that's gonna be a cool boss fight and then like in the game she's like in it a lot, which is really right. weird, which I never I didn't expect but she turns out to be a really cool character but um and then in on the total opposite. I'm not going to say who, but there's other characters you expect to be a huge part of the story that are
0: barely in it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. that's really weird. No, I love I love uh, <laughs> fighting this boss in one of the military bases early on in the game. He's like, oh, I have this really strong mech, and it's me, this person. And then you kill oh, him. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, he's dead now. Yeah, yeah
1: that was really weird. Because I'm, I'm like, like, was that supposed to be somebody that we cared about? Yeah, like, it's I don't it's understand.
0: Like, Do we know who this person is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's happened a lot in this game. It's like, it's me! Okay, I'm dead now! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Get that a lot. Uh, those little paper champions that try to fight you. Exactly. So... The paper
1: champions, I like that.
0: <laughs> I got pretty messed up when I was getting my car back because it was telling me to summon Ramu, and I couldn't summon him because I kept pressing. Oh, my
2: God. It took me forever. I was, like, holding it, but I wasn't holding it long enough. Yeah, and, and I was like, I was like, just... Everybody, you have to hold it down for an abnormally <laughs> long time for you to summon somebody. Yeah, I, I,
0: like, all these mechs <laughs> started p- piling up. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to use this big, like, gun that I see. I can keep shooting them. And then randomly, I, Ramu just grabs me. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I did it.
2: <laughs> I reloaded my game twice thinking I ran into a glitch because I didn't. It, it, I thought nothing, my controls. Was, was,
0: yeah. I, I thought I my L two was broken. Yeah, me too. And I was
2: like, <laughs> no, not my controller. This is new.
0: Uh, we yeah. keep bragging on this game, but for some reason, we all like it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's I it.
2: like <sighs> I, 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 this is a refreshing Final Fantasy coming after thirteen, which I played a little bit of thirteen two, barely touched thirteen three, and I played maybe twenty hours of if that of thirteen, and this game's. While some traditional fans will be maybe not like this combat system, but the game really does give you that familiar make you feel familiar like you did in the previous games with the world. the enemies in the world, the chocobos, you know the character developments of the story is is good, but not as compelling as for some. It won't be as compelling as it leads you to believe it will be. but it is a darker final fantasy.
1: It is darker like wait till you get going to the second half of the story. It gets pretty dark, for sure. Um, yeah. But no, like, it's, it's weird. I'm sitting here ragging on it, too, but I'm, like, over 50, played over 50 hours. Like, obviously, it has its hooks in me. Like, the combat is so good. Like, mm-hmm. the, just the flow of getting side quests, going out, doing them, like, le- like getting, f- going through the dungeons, finding these secret weapons. Um, there, you know, one thing I was really hoping in this game, that there'd be a lot of secrets, and they're are so many secrets like mm-hmm. there. So that I was telling Nick about the secret dungeon. You can't get there until you get the, the flying version of the, of the regalia. Um, mm-hmm. that dungeon is ridiculous. It's so unlike anything you've ever seen in the final fantasy before. It's great. It's really long. At least for me, it was really long. Maybe a more skilled player could get through it quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really cool. I don't want to ruin it, but it's, it's neat. So once you get there, it's like, Oh wow. They would, All and and the really weird thing is, it's like they put so much effort into that, and it's like really long and it's really elaborate. But like, it's a side thing. Like, a lot of people probably won't even find it. Like, I can't believe they didn't put something like that more into the main story. But
0: it's true. um, Yeah, it's it's true.
2: true. (laughs) And just and I'm 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 curious to see how what they're gonna do with the DLC for the game too. I mean, unless they're gonna be like just separate games where like it's not you're not using anything relating to your save file it's just its own little episode story separate from the game or if they're going to integrate into the game and actually you know make it you know compelling i know they're going to add a new game plus Mm -hmm. so when they add all these new features the new game plus will help because you get to keep all your stuff and then go through the level cap system that they're talking about and uh things like that so i'm i'm hoping that the dlc is seamlessly into the game may fit into the main game not just separate entities.
0: I'm hoping... Okay, this is, this is what my plan is. alright I'm going to beat the game in, like, vanilla version, and then I'm going to wait for the complete version to come out, right? And then I'm going to play the game again, and I want to see how different it is. That, like, that'll be like, interesting. It's, it's like a completely different game, because there's actually an intro, like, then you actually play the invasion. It's like, okay, well then. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> well,
1: they did say that there's one chapter that they're going to go back and do a lot of work for, because it's, like easily the weakest part um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah like one thing that really has me excited they said like part of their long-term roadmap is that they're going to constantly introduce new like like limited time hunts and monsters and stuff like that because that's kind of the coolest part for me is like going back through old environments and finding these huge monsters that may or may not be familiar to you know final fantasy fans and taking them down which is really cool um and then they said something about, like, a holiday pack, and I don't know what that means, if that's literally just everybody wears a Santa hat or if they're going to decorate, like, all the towns and no. make them look cool and stuff like that.
2: I play a lot of uh, Final Fantasy XIV also, um, uh, and Square Enix is really good at, uh, you know, making all that seasonal events, limited time, you know, collaborations with other um, either animes or other, you know, types of games. Like the yokais, they just had a big event with the yokais in uh, Final Fantasy XIV, which are like, I, I personally don't really know what the games are like, but it's almost like a little Pokemon spinoff type game where you're catching capturing these yokai these type of monsters oh, or whatever. Oh, Yokai Watch. Uh, yeah, 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 they had a collaboration with them where you could actually get those monsters in Final Fantasy XIV, and you know you grind with them and you get different type of weapons for your characters and stuff. So I'm sure with fifteen, they're gonna try to emulate that MMO. You know, keep the players hooked and coming back for more type updates for it because they could probably capitalize a lot on it. Mm, but like they have to balance games. it between free and paid. You can't just charge for everything either. Right. You know? Yeah. Sounds like <clears> a good <throat>
0: game we played before. <clears throat> it starts with W. I don't know. What is it? It has white in it. It's
2: oh, white.
1: God. Oh, White Knight? <laughs> <laughs> You know what's really interesting? They they did mention something about creating like a avatar mode or some kind of online mode. And like, how is this game going to have any kind oh, yeah, of...
2: The co-op. They said they said something about co-op.
1: I don't know how that's going to work. Is Are they talking about just doing the hunts? This game co-op? is sounding
0: more and more like White Knight Chronicles. I'm scared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would actually be pretty down for that because yeah, but... the hunts are like... Your other party members are kind of useless outside of like doing team tag team moves. So it'd be really nice to be able to play with other party members. Like, okay, you.
2: But I wonder, though, are they going to be able to, like you invite them into your world? Now they're in your world, they can't really alter your world, but they'll just be in it to, to help you. Like in White Knight, how they did it. And then but soon you're. The difference between this and White Knight, is this game actually has a budget and funding behind it. White Knight. And they were doing that with scraps you know <laughs>
0: i also heard another i also heard another rumor that uh you're gonna be able to create your own towns and depending on how you create your towns your shops are gonna have like different items
2: and, and you can make money that way <laughs> that's there also white
0: knight chronicles by the way
2: just telling you to hey you it. know what i'm all for it because i i, I need some more gill <laughs> actually you know what? speaking of which i wanted to ask it uh those value, you know, those those treasure items that are on my list. Can I sell all those? Do I actually need them for crafting or, or something related to that? Because I have a bunch of them. I barely sell anything. Uh,
0: those those treasure items can be used for spells mm-hmm. and crafting. Uh, yeah, uh, but I I sell. I, if
2: I have like at least
0: forty of them or thirty of them, I sell them. So I sell like twenty of them or something like that. I yeah,
2: shadow timepiece or uh, um. Some of the trophy fish that I that I capture, I think I could sell those too, because you know you, there's two different fishes you can cap- capture the the ones you could eat and then the, the ones you sell. other ones. I would sell the
1: fish because, like I said, I I haven't really seen a purpose for fish outside of cooking them. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other items, yeah, you they're really only useful. So if you go back to Sid at the um, at Hammerhead, mm-hmm. he can upgrade your weapons and there are certain weapons that need certain items, but honestly, you'll probably find better weapons just looking, playing the game normally. Like, I don't really think it's worth it. So I would... Mm-hmm. If you're really in need of Gil, I would just sell them. Otherwise, save mm-hmm. them for magic spells. That's really what they're best for. Because I'm... Like I said, I'm sitting here 50 hours in, and I've got a crap ton. I'm like, I don't even know if I've ever used any of them. <laughs> like, you're mm-hmm. saying the Shattered timepiece. Like, I don't know if I yeah. have used that for anything.
2: The, uh... Are the best weapon the best weapons in the game? I would assume are crafted, not found, right?
1: Um, it's probably a little bit of half and half. I I bought the strategy guide and I've been looking at like just pure attack power and what's best. Some of them are crafted, and then some are you find in the mm-hmm. post game, which is really weird. It's to me, it's weird that they save the best items until after you beat the game. But
2: that's how every Final Fantasy has been, pretty much for the most part. Yeah. Usually, it's after you beat the game or. Or, in you know, or or when you beat the game in Final Fantasy, you know your save file is always right before you beat the game. So by the time you really have access to it, most of the games already done.
1: That's true. <clears throat> so yeah, because the the final boss and like everything leading up to the final boss is not terribly difficult. Like all those items are for beating like high level hunts or like the extra dungeon bosses and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with
0: that, but. <laughs> All right. Here's the big question, the last question: mm-hmm. Has this game, has this game, fulfilled your Final Fantasy itch?
1: It, it's it's really weird because it it does and it doesn't feel like Final Fantasy in a lot of different ways. Like you were saying, it, to me, it feels so much like a Western RPG because you know I, I've played and replayed Dragon Age Inquisition. It's one of my favorite games this generation, and it feels. Mm. Like that mixed with like an Ubisoft game, but then it also does have like we were talking about like Chocobos and these monsters that we're familiar with and stuff like I that. I can't,
2: I can't, I can't take the 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 reference to the Ubisoft because every Ubisoft game I've played is riddled with bugs, glitches, and like I mean <laughs> just because of the, the 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 ends and the talking to them and getting little sh- showing your showing stuff on your map. But this, I, I can't just say that's a Ubisoft thing. But this. You know, could... Even then, like Assassin's Creed, they were very mediocre. Yeah, the games, yeah but you know these know? games
0: are still are riddled with bugs too. I mean, I mean, yeah. when they're the side quest talking, I mean, this is what they look like, right? They're just like, "Hey, so I have this quest for you, man," and, and and it's just like they're looking around. They're not even talking to the person. They're like looking behind <laughs> them. It's like, "What are you
2: doing?" <laughs> oh, did you see that lady in the uh, in that town where you know all the women work? The uh, ma- uh, I forgot what that town's called. Now. Lestalum. Uh, yeah, Lestalum. The graphics on her are is so much worse than the graphics on everything else around. The one that uh, the power plant lady. Oh yeah, uh, it's, it's like it's like permanent graphic glitches for that character model. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but I mean, I, those are like my that's minor stuff. Ubisoft is usually game breaking. You know what I mean? And they I, don't have a
0: face. And, All you see is the but, eyes and the teeth.
2: And and a lot of Western RPGs have taken a lot of stuff from Japanese RPGs too. You know what I mean? So so the open worldness, I I can't really say that's that's one or the other. I think they found a perfect balance between what Final Fantasy used to be and then a game like Witcher. I mean, Witcher is is truly open world, you know what I mean, like you're, you're you're jumping, you see an ocean of water, and you see the island on the other side, you're swimming through that water yeah, to get there, yeah, yeah, Final Fantasy definitely, yeah. they kind of make that invisible wall <laughs> you know what I mean, like hey, you can't go here, you can't you can't swim in this water. Yeah, there's definitely got, a
1: lot of invisible walls in this game, that's for sure.
2: What I kind of want I, I mean, that's like a Japanese hallmark Japanese games always have invisible walls because they want to keep you on track. Right
0: <laughs> Before I go on this tangent uh, Chris, what about you? Has this fulfilled your fundamentals, Z? itch?
2: I can't say this 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 will top FF12 for me because 12 to me was the the peak. Um, eight is a is a is a close second. So I mean, this game seems like it'll be in my in my top top five. I would say, um, I, I you know I haven't put the controller down. I've pretty much I will I refuse to play any other game really other than this game. Pretty much I'll play a little bit of Blaze Blue, but other than that, that's that, this is all I'm playing. So it it has my attention. It has me playing a lot, and I haven't done that this generation other than for Witcher three.
0: Yeah, Blaise, That's... Blaise Blue has taken me away from this game. Actually, <laughs> uh,
1: you make a okay. a really good point, Chris. I'm I've been the exact same way, except my Western open world RPG of choice was <clears throat> Dragon Age Inquisition. But yeah, like from the day I bought it, the only time I really stopped playing is when we went to PSX that weekend, and if not, then all I do in my free time is play this game. So it's hard to deny. And it's got its hooks in me and it's not fun.
2: Right. So, cause we, we could say all we want. Yeah. You know, we wish it would do this, we wish it would, do, but it's still keeping our attention. It's still it's still keep like, I, 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 you know, it's very few games really make me put 40 hours in, into a game in less than, well, how long has the game been out? Two, not, two weeks?
1: By the time this so podcast out. Uh, yeah. Two weeks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So I, I put a lot of hours of my life into this game already. So that's a good sign. I <laughs> you know.
1: And Nick, what about you? I know you haven't played as many Final Fantasies as us, but how is it
0: fulfilling your Final Fantasy itch? I don't have a Final Fantasy itch. Okay, <laughs> and uh, uh, I've lost interest multiple times in this game. So, I but when I do play it, I do play it a lot. But uh, mm-hmm. sometimes I start playing Blaze Blue, and I start playing mm-hmm. that for days, and then I get back to Final Fantasy, or I start like I, I don't know. I just I, mean, I lose interest I... for some reason. But I'm trying to beat the game that's that's i think what happened was i kept doing all the side quests and i was like i'm not getting anywhere i'm not getting fulfilled like i want story so i'm like okay i'm just gonna start doing all the story quests and that's what i started doing today and then i'm like i'm getting more into it yeah you you gotta like especially before (laughs) it starts getting really linear like this game is almost like the
1: reverse of 13 in a weird way Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but like when you're still in the open world, yeah, you kind of have to find that balance because if you do side quests too much, like okay, what's even happening in the story? Like I'm not, I, I'm the same way because for Final Fantasy, it's always those big story moments that kind of keep me going and wanting to wanting to see what happens next. And
2: and, and, and the side quest in this game isn't like you know say Witcher Three, where every side quest has its story and you're making decisions within the within those side quests and you are having different endings to the side quest. It's really eternal fetch quests. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Go over here. Go over here. Point A to point B. But it's that. I don't know. I guess creator. it's that my addiction to get everything done. You know what I mean? Like I just want to get everything done. Get all, You know, get mu- get, get reward. Get experience. Get, you know. Get money out of and, it, Chris. Like, Chris, get out, you out know? of know, Thanks. Gotta beat the game. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> eventually. You know what, though? I'm also doing this, too, because when I hear all these updates about them fixing chapters, I'd rather just go through it as slow as I can, and hopefully, that update will be out by the time I get to that chapter so I don't have to do a new game plus. You know what I mean? Because once I beat this game, I want to put it down because I got like four or five games coming out in the first two months of 2017 that I got to play. Yeah, that's seriously. What, that's what doing. She's January yeah.
1: is looking real dangerous. Like after yes. PSX, there are so many games. Like, oh, Yakuza looks cool. Oh, Resident Evil. Oh, Tails. Gravity Rush 2. God damn it. There's I- too many games.
2: As much as I want Persona Five, I was glad it got delayed. Oh, me that's, too. That's what I said. <laughs> <too. laughs> the
1: more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay, that was actually probably not a bad thing. <laughs> Ugh,
0: that game.
1: How, how, how well, are we doing on time, Nick? I, I feel like we've been going for a while, but
0: yep. we're at like an hour and five minutes.
1: Nice, love
0: it. But
2: uh, yeah, like what oh, I really oh, don't forget FF12 remastered coming out. I'm gonna be playing. I wish it was on the Vita but I'm going to be playing the hell out of that too. Oh, Zodiac it Age. Up. Yeah. Well, technically
0: it's a little, cuz you know.
2: it has that international, the international edition's uh license board system. So now they like instead of one universal license board, I think there's like 12 different license boards oh now where that you specialize yeah, they, characters. Yeah, the true different. customization right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like Nick said, every PS4 game is a Vita game.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, true remote play. <laughs> I love it. I do that all the time. It's so good. I, what
2: but, I got a Sony Xperia phone, and I've been—I I got the little controller attached for it. So it's sometimes it's actually a little more convenient for me to use my phone because I always have my phone with me. You know what I mean? So, and it's a nice screen.
0: <laughs> I'm playing PS4 on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my gosh! I still have not done Remote Play once since PS4 came out, and I have a Vita. Mean, I just never tried I it. To
0: try it with my Pro. I wonder if it actually does stream way better than the original one did, because that's a feature.
2: I still out. think it's really prim- primarily internet based, so it's really if your internet hasn't changed you'll probably get the same performance. I don't know.
0: Uh like after playing Persona Four five, I wanted Final Fantasy fifteen to be like that. Like
2: Wait, th- playing how, Persona how, five. You played Persona five already? We
1: yeah. played it at PSX for a little bit. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Well, I got—I gotta set some time aside next year. I'm gonna to go to that event.
1: It was fun, yeah. It was right. cool. This
2: is the second year we. This we've been year, going? like it was the biggest year for it. Like it was really good. Yeah, this year total <sighs> a lot of good games.
0: Oh, this year we didn't get in. We were right in front. We were right in the front of the line. Literally. Okay. Like I know we
1: talked. We'll talk about. We've talked about this on the LG Cast, but literally, the people in front of us were cutting like crazy, and we were the first people to not get into the showcase. We had to like sit outside and uh, watch it on a TV screen. I was so mad. Me and like me and Connor and Nick were just like, You gotta be kidding me, like especially it wouldn't be as bad if like we just got cut off, and that was the end of it, but the people literally right in front of us just kept all morning just had friends cut and cut and cut <sighs> we'll never forget that. <laughs>
2: Oh, well, Next time, you got to get a little violent. Sometimes, you know, no, things fall for violence and you gotta got to hold people back physically.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll definitely tell people what for and then also maybe get there like an extra hour early or something well, like that. Well,
0: it depends on the venue. If it's at Anaheim, definitely. If it's at uh, San Francisco again, I don't think we'd have to do that.
1: Yeah. There was way more room in San Francisco. But anyway, so overall, everybody's liking Final Fantasy 15.
0: It's It's been fun. I want to find a way for final fantasy to create do the like i was talking about persona before i want them to do like a transition that persona does you know like you see the monster on the world map and then you like you attack him and then does like a smooth transition into like a battle area and then you have like a you know like a live action battle or turn-based battle or like a hybrid Mm -hmm. and then when you beat him it like like transfers into the open world really seamlessly like it does in persona that would be cool. I don't
2: know. I, uh, but, yeah, but to me, that's going backwards from from a seamless in and out of battle that Final Fantasy XV currently has. Yeah, I, I, know, I that would it's, be. It's a more traditional approach, but uh, I I think approach. that it's it, it's uh, not necessarily depending on the combat <laughs> how the combat system is. Well,
1: yeah, you know? I think it just depends on what you're trying to do with the game overall. Like Final Fantasy XV clearly is a game about like exploration and walking around. Like it would be really weird to keep transitioning out of battles. In an open world game, but I'm I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with the seven remake because like, they've shown like bits of gameplay, but I almost wonder if that was even real, you know, at this point. Because um, it probably looks, not. yeah, I probably
2: not. <laughs> <laughs> no one's squaring it's probably not. Th-
1: that was all fake, like that first Kingdom Hearts trailer. If, and, if like,
2: any game can do what you're talking about, Nick, is, is it would be a Final Fantasy seven remake if they want to have that balance between, you know, action to to you know fighting an enemy did, did crisis core do that or is crisis core random battles did you run into the enemies of crisis core oh
1: uh, man I don't that was a really weird game because there was this yeah. weird like slot machine mechanic and i just mm-hmm. never i beat the game and i still don't know how it works
0: <laughs> well, the slot machine mechanic was the limit break
1: yeah but it was so random it's like why would you make your limit break random like that's
0: like the yeah. best final battle ever
1: I don't even remember how that battle... Oh, yeah, where you're, like, getting killed, essentially. they yeah. are just getting shot at, yeah.
0: It's such a great final battle, because he's, like, he's fighting this uh, endless army of Shinra soldiers. soldiers yeah. And, yeah.
1: Spoilers. But, uh, well,
2: yeah. I'm sure they've seen the anime, or they play Final Fantasy VII again, so they already know. Wait,
0: yeah. But doesn't that seem, like, a secret? You have to, like, go into, like, a, a mansion to find that? It, you know what's really funny? It is, you like, you, you
1: have to go to the Shinra mansion, like, later in the game, and, like i remember in like my fifth playthrough of the game because i beat that game so many times just coming across it randomly and i'm like what's happening like i've never seen this scene before it's like when cloud and zach fall out of the like these tube chambers and you're on the back of the truck and stuff yeah it's it's totally hidden like you really have and to do it. you
2: also run into zach's parents too in that one random area in the game too where they talk about their son blah blah blah. they describe zach that they don't know that he's dead
1: <clears throat> right yeah there's there's you know what mm-hmm. that game had a lot of secrets like i remember the lucretia scene with uh vincent like first of all yep. he he's a secret character on top of that and then second of all like you have to have him and then there's like this other thing you have to have like a submarine and like go to some weird area like that you can only get to with the submarine like yeah that game had to, tons. to of me secrets. that
2: game i mean to me that point of the game though was kind of I, I thought that was kind of bad on the developer's part that you make a, a character, a secret character that's optional that has such a big tie with, like, Hojo, the the, the crazy scientist. And so you, you'll you have these side scenes where he's like, all right, you're getting a lot of story depth. But then when you have him in your party and you're actually going to fight Hojo, he barely talks when he should be talking. You know what I mean? And that's because he's an optional character. They didn't fully flesh out the scene as they could have because, you know, depending who you have in your party, they say different things.
1: I'll be so, uh, really curious to see if. Yuffie and Vincent are optional characters in the remake, or if they're just because they're so important to the story, they're just you just get them. Was Yuffie really important though? Yuffie's not. I would say I would argue Vincent is, but Yuffie the only interesting comic relief. (laughs) Yeah, she's the comic relief, and then like if you go to her hometown, she steals all your materia.
0: I actually beat her (laughs) in the battle, and then she never popped up again. Oops. Yep. (laughs) I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, it's Yuffie. What am I supposed to do? Oh, well, I killed her. Oops. If you kill her and then like you have a little dialogue, you're
1: supposed to pretend like you're afraid of her and then she joins your team. But anyway, getting
0: off track here. Why don't we uh, pull us home, Nick? Reel us on home. All right. Uh, what a conversation about Final Fantasy 15, a game that we all hate but we all love at the same time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoyed what you're listening to, please comment, like, and subscribe. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at lsg channel, and on Facebook, we're at the Last Honest Gamers. And if you want to ask us a question, be sure to email us. Email us at askgiantsword at gmail dot com.
1: And Chris, thanks for coming on as yep. a guest. Appreciate it. Thank dude. you for having
0: me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, not really a guest. He's gonna become a member now. Okay. Yeah. No, there was some good conversation.
1: Appreciate you uh, yeah, having having you on and giving you giving some different opinions. You know. Yep.
2: Definitely glad to uh, be on, and I hope to uh, join you again on the next. Many is, podcasts to come. <laughs> season
0: two, because this is actually going to be our last podcast of the year. And we'll be back in January with new updated stuff with a lot more guests. Mm-hmm. It's I, Nick has been showing me what he's
1: been working on, and we definitely have some cool guests lined up uh, in the future. So be, excited. be and excited. for anyone
2: watching to the end of this podcast, the verdict is buy Final Fantasy 15 if you're a Final Fantasy fan. If yeah. you're a JRPG fan, buy Final Fantasy 15.
1: Oh, yeah, no brainer.
2: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Eh. No, I'm just joking. All right. See you guys.